1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, January the 29th, 2024, in the year of our Lord. On January 29th, 1936, the first inductees of Baseball's Hall of Fame, including Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth, were entered on the roster. Today in 1919, the ratification of the 18th Amendment to the Constitution, establishing the prohibition of alcohol was certified. Today in 1929, the Seeing Eye was a New Jersey-based school that trains guide dogs to assist the blind. It was incorporated. Today in 1963, poet Robert Frost died in Boston. He was 88 years old. I mention that because his poems sparked a lot of consideration, deep thought. People were always trying to figure out what he really was saying in his poems They seemed quite obvious to some, but to others they were always looking for the deeper meaning, and I guess there was that. For example, one of his most famous poems was Stopping by the Woods on a Snowy Evening. The words go like this, Whose woods these are I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer, to stop without a farmhouse near between the woods and frozen lake the darkest evening of the year he gives the harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake the other other sounds the sweep of easy wind and snowy flake the woods are lovely dark and deep but i have promises to keep and miles to go before i sleep and miles to go before I sleep, maybe we'll take some time and talk about that one of these days. Today is not that day, but it's something for you to consider. Interestingly enough, CNN has uh, has begun their march uh, to the uh, election in November. CNN reported yesterday President Joe Biden is embracing tougher border measures, including shutting down the U.S.-Mexican border marking a stark shift from his early days in office. Really? After three years plus, he now all of a sudden thinks it's important to close the border and have regular kinds of um, immigration policies. Hours, CNN says, hours after House Speaker Mike Johnson warned on Friday that the emerging border deal in the Senate is dead on arrival, Biden offered this message to House Republicans. He said, quote, securing the border through these negotiations is a win for America. Well, if it's a win for America, why did he not secure the border? It was secure when he stumbled into town three years ago. Why didn't he then just continue as it was? because he didn't want anything to do with Trump. He wanted to prove to the world that he was as big a man as Trump and as smart as Trump, and he was going to do it his way. <clears throat> so he did. And here we are today. And now, as though none of the last three years has happened, he's he's proclaiming to the world that secure, I'm quoting him, securing the border, is a win for America. I got to tell you, I had to take a walk out on the patio when I read this and take a deep breath of fresh air. He is the president of the United States. And for three years, he has done everything possible to essentially erase the border. Just like they erase Abraham Lincoln and all the people of the past they don't like their statues and their comments and their quotes and so on. He's done everything possible to eliminate a border between the United States and Mexico and the rest of the world through the conduit of Mexico. And now all of a sudden, it would be a win for America, securing the borders. That's the words of the President of the United States. It, it's it must be me I must be missing something here. Biden took office pledging to restore asylum and manage the border in a humane way. those were his words when he came into office three years ago So here we are we live in a in a world of confusion for sure. Governor Greg Abbott in Texas, is doing the right thing, just the normal thing. He's trying to protect the border of his state, Texas. He's doing everything possible to bring it under control. He isn't Donald Trump. Trump had it under control. The governor of Texas is trying to get things under control along his border of the state. Others, governors around the country are responding to all this. In fact, Governor Little, the governor of Idaho, he's announced over the weekend that he will be sending Idaho state police troopers to help secure the Texas border. Even the CBS TV station Channel 2 in Boise is even reporting on it without trying to undermine him. They said this week Governor Abbott of Texas declared that the federal government and the Biden administration is breaking the compact between states and the federal government by not upholding the constitutional mandate to protect states from invasion. Channel 2 in Boise said a recent ruling by the Supreme Court said that the federal government and the U.S. Border Patrol are able to cut razor wire blockades set up by Texas National Guard if it interferes with their work or becomes a safety pro- uh, concern. The Biden administration gave Texas until last Friday, just this past Friday, January 26, to remove portions of the racer wire blockade. Well, that's not happening. What is happening? Governor, Governor Abbott, in response, deployed the Texas National Guard to reinforce those sections and add more in an area that has become the flashpoint of the conflict, Eagle Pass. Texas, for his part, Governor Abbott says the federal government has done nothing to help secure the border, encouraging thousands of illegal crossings every day. That's true, and everybody knows it, and he knows that everybody knows it. But the governor knows it. So does Governor Inslee. And the governor of Oregon, California. They don't want any of that. They want open borders. The conservatives, the Republican governors around the country are rallying now with Governor Abbott as the tension, Channel 2 CBS affiliate in Boise, as the tension between Texas and the Biden administration heightens, a convoy of truckers, veterans, and others is headed to the southern border as well. The stated mission is to aid in securing the border and to protest Biden's open border policy, which is allowing the human trafficking and drug smuggling to cross the southern border with impunity. Many others, including those in intelligence circles, have stated their fears over how many terrorists, how many bad actors could be crossing the border completely unnoticed and slipping into American cities across our nation. George W. Bush gave a speech back in 2001 after the 2001 event, 9-11. He said there is a new axis of evil being created, and I'm paraphrasing him. And he included in that North Korea, Iran, and Iraq. Does anybody with a right mind think that these countries and others are not sending terrorist groups across our southern border? I don't think so. I think it's a matter of who cares and who doesn't care about the future of America. America's not going to is not an eternal country. It's a temporary country. All man made governments are temporary there is a government that is coming upon earth jesus christ is going to come and rule and reign for a thousand years that's a given it's going to happen doesn't matter what you believe or don't believe that's the word of god who created all things it will happen but in the meantime we're called to occupy until he comes we're called to be responsible citizens And those of us in America, to whom much is given, much is required. And there's never been a nation so blessed by God economically. Our liberty, our freedoms, and all of it, our wealth. There's never been a country like America. Even if you hate America, and people do, they enjoy living here, of course. I mean, look at the athletes that play in these... Games They make, you know, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to be a quarterback or a basketball superstar, a baseball superstar, whatever. That's great. That's fine. I mean, if the company wants to pay them that to go out and hit a ball or dunk a ball or pass a ball or whatever, that's great. I like to watch sports. I love sports. I watched some sports yesterday, in fact. And uh, leading up to the Super Bowl next week or in two weeks I guess it is. But some of those people who have been given so much from this country I watch them stand and, and with a snarl on their face, looking at the ground or looking off to in another direction. Well, the national anthem is being presented or sung at these sports games. And these people have, have prospered more by living in America than any place on the planet they could live. And if they don't like it, if they hate it that much, that they can't even respect our national anthem, why don't they leave this country? Because they don't want to. It's too great here in America, even with all of our problems. But the left is undermining all of this with their policies. I'm not I'm not promoting republicanism, I'm simply saying progressivism is miserably failing in our nation. And governors that have common sense are taking a stand against it. There is that spiritual dynamic to what we see happening in our country today. It's a spiritual dynamic that has been here since the Garden of Eden, when men Man fell because of sin, of disobedience. That's why Paul wrote to the Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 11 through 18. He said, "...put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places." Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. We live in a world today where people are afraid to take a stand. They're afraid of the consequences or they simply have been taught through years of public education that it doesn't matter. I don't have to take a stand for anything unless I'm against something. Paul goes on to say, Therefore, having done your, your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. There is nothing, there is no safe place on earth except in the center, the circle of God's word and God's truth. That's why the Bible talks about us abiding in him. That's the only place of peace in our world. But why are so many people so intent on destroying that which is good and replacing it with, with that which is visibly and demonstrably destructive? Whether it's human sexuality, whether it's a form of government, whether it's freedom versus bondage, they're obsessed they're obsessed with the darkness the what we wrestle against the principalities the powers the rulers of darkness of this world that's what it is i mean there's there's only two paths it's either god's path or it's not god's path and not god's path in in involves and it incorporates all of the religions of the world and all of the thoughts and all of the humanistic, Marxist, culturally Marxist ideas. So that's kind of what's happening in our country today. As I said, governors like the Governor Little and Boise here in the Northwest, believe it or not, we have conservatives here in the Northwest that are in office. It's kind of refreshing, isn't it? At least it is to me, and I'm sure it is to you. Three American troops were killed this weekend as a result of that kind of thinking and that kind of governance. Three American troops were killed, more than 30 injured in a drone attack in Jordan yesterday. Republicans are blasting President Joe Biden after the U.S. military announced three American troops were killed, more than 30 injured in a drone attack on Sunday. Senator Tom Cotton, a Republican from Arkansas, himself a veteran, he said yesterday, quote, Joe Biden emboldened Iran for years by tolerating attacks on our troops, bribing the ayatollahs with billions of dollars and appeasing them to no end. He felt our troops he left our troops as sitting ducks and now three are dead and dozens wounded, sadly as I've predicted, what happened for months Cotton is a humble man, but he's right. He has been predicting that. He's been yelling it at the microphone, saying, people, wake up. This is reminiscent of the insanity that prevailed in the withdrawal of Afghanistan. It's the same thing all over again. Appeasement has never worked, and it certainly is not working now. In fact, Winston Churchill said, an appeaser is one who feeds a crocodile, hoping it will eat him last. And do not suppose that this is the end. This is only the beginning of the reckoning. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher was a little more, a, a little more refined in what she said about it, but she didn't. She warned about appeasement. Margaret Thatcher, she said, "I seem to smell the stench of appeasement in the air." Senator John Kennedy, not John F. Kennedy, the other John Kennedy, the humorous but very wise one. He's a senator from Louisiana. You've probably heard him. He's one of a kind. I enjoy listening to him. He says the the Iranians have shot down drones. They tried to destroy the Saudi oil fields. They tried to storm our embassy. So when my democratic friends say we need appeasement, well, appeasement hasn't worked. And I think that we've learned with respect to Iran that weakness invites the wolves. That's very true. It does indeed, and the wolves are upon us. Cotton said yesterday, on behalf of Arkansans, I extend my deepest condolences to the families of the brave fallen warriors. He said, may God comfort them as he welcomes their loved ones into his embrace, and may God quickly and completely heal their wounded comrades. Senator Lindsey Graham, he weighed in, and others are this morning, He's the senator from South Carolina, also a veteran. He said the Biden administration's policy of deterrence against Iran has failed miserably. So true. There have been over 100 attacks, Graham says, against U.S. forces in the region. Iran is undeterred. He said, I'm sending my condolences to the families of the fallen heroes in Jordan. I'm also wishing a full recovery to those injured. Our forces in Jordan and Syria are there to protect the American homeland and to provide stability in a troubled region. Their service and sacrifice will always be appreciated. They're true heroes. But here's what happened. On Sunday afternoon, U.S. Central Command announced that three U.S. servicemen had been killed and more than 30 injured from a one-way attack drone that hit a military base in northeast Jordan. It was right near the Syrian border. Iran proxy forces have targeted U.S. troops in the region since Hamas's terrorist attack in Israel on October the 7th. That killed, as you know, between 1,200 and 1,500 or so. I think it's many more than that, but that's generally what's what's reported. There have been more than 150 attacks against U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria. Two military veterans now serving as U.S. senators are calling for their retaliation. They're saying this is... and, and, And the government seems to be wanting to make friends with everybody. That's called appeasement. And it's not a new tactic, it's just a miserably failed, dangerous, and deadly approach to governance. Leaders are saying now that have any sense about them that the nation should demand leadership from the supposed leader. That would be Joe Biden. Leadership is so absent in this administration that President Biden campaigning in Columbia, South Carolina on Saturday. This is the truth. He referred to Donald Trump as the sitting president, not a former sitting president. He said, imagine, he was criticizing him, of course, and he, he said, imagine a sitting president saying that. And he wasn't quoting something from when Trump was president. He was quoting something Trump had said the day or two days before. That was this weekend. He doesn't know who the sitting president of the United States is. We have a problem. This brazen attack on the United States is yet another horrific and tragic consequence of Biden's weakness and his surrender. It's never worked. Appeasement fails every single time. In fact, Victor Davis Hanson has been talking about that for a long time. Back in April 1st, 2015, underscore this this date, April 1, 2015, that's what, nine years ago, almost, it'll be nine years in April, he was talking about appeasement toward Iran, who was behind this most recent attack, killing three of our soldiers and wounding more than 30, they're not sure how many yet. Victor Davis Hanson understood it then, and we should understand it now. He wrote the Western capitulation to Adolf Hitler in the 1930 Munich Agreement is cited as classic appeasement that destroyed Czechoslovakia, backfired on France and Britain, and led to World War II. All of this is true. But there was much more that caused the Munich debacle than simple Western naivety. Hanson said the full tragedy of that ill-fated agreement should warn us on the eve of President Barack Obama's administration's gullible agreement with Iran on nuclear proliferation. Remember the date. This was 2015. He said, Fable one is the idea that most people saw right through the, the Munich folly. True, he said, Europeans knew that Hitler had never once told the truth and was always murdering German citizens who were Jews, communists, or homosexuals. But Europeans did not care all that much. Instead, Hansen says, the Western world was ecstatic over the agreement. He said after the carnage of World War I, Europeans would do anything to avoid even a small uh, confrontation, even if such an appeasement all but ensured a far greater bloodbath than the one that began in 1914. Another myth was that Hitler's Wehrmacht was strong and the democracies were weak. He said, in fact, the combined French and British militaries were far larger than Hitler's. French char tanks and British Spitfire uh, fighters, he says, were as good as or superior to their German counterparts. He said Czechoslovakia had formidable defenses and an impressive arms industry. Poland and perhaps even the Soviet Union were ready to join a coalition to stop Hitler from dissolving the Czech state. But he said nobody knew, knew the truth. They were all living in an illusion. It is also untrue that the Third Reich was united, Hansen says, nine years ago. He said, many of Hitler's top generals did not want war because they knew they'd lose. Yet each time Hitler successfully called the Allies bluff in the Rhineland over the annexation of Austria, that's, that's the storyline behind, the, I mean, that's the plot in the storyline of The Sound of Music. I mean, probably you've seen the movie. I think most people have. And that's what was going on in, in Austria in The Sound of Music. And they left and went over the hill in the middle of the night and so on. Hitler was just taking over the country because there was a, a, there was a, a commitment to appeasement. It's better than World War One. We don't want another one of those. Appeasement never achieves anything other than war. It doesn't achieve peace. Ronald Reagan said, Now let's set the record straight. <laughs> Quoting Ronald Reagan, he said, There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace. You can have it in the next second. Just surrender. Admittedly, he said, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. So true. So very true. That's why Paul wrote to the Ephesians, saying, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Occupy, be involved, be engaged, be informed. Don't be misled. Do all that we can do. But having done all, just stand. For God, stand for the Word of God, stand for Jesus Christ in a corrupt, decaying, miserable culture, world culture. There is a light. There is a moving move toward God and toward God's Word, a revival across America. I've talked about that on this program a number of times. It's not being reported hardly at all in the in the media. And I mean, it involves tens of thousands of young adults, usually mostly from 18 to about 34 years old. But I mean, there's old people there too, like you and me. <laughs> I mean, I'm over 40, but no, there's all ages of people there and they're worshiping the Lord together. It's primarily driven by the younger crowd, but... It's a a legitimate move of God in this nation, and that's taking place in all of this this nonsense and all of this this haze of of deception that we live in. After three years of an open border and the President of the United States refusing to do anything about it, now comes out over the weekend and it's treated like a a major breakthrough intellectually. Intellectually. It's a good thing, the president says, to close the border. And I'm going to do it if you'll pass this bill that's before the Senate. Mike Johnson said yesterday, he said, this bill is dead on arrival. It's not going to pass. And then Biden's going to turn around and say, well, I wanted to close the border, but those Republicans wouldn't support me. We live in a confused world, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I'll see you right here